Hello and welcome to another edition of the Unqualified Huddle. We're back once again, me, the twins, Sham, Shan. Guys, how are you both doing? Oh, good. It's been a well, it's been a bit of a uh, bit of a hiatus in a in a weird way, somehow or another. Um, I feel it's been, been it's been eighty four years years since proper NFL action, and and we're finally there. Finally there. Wow. You say that. On, we're going to have NFL cusp. this weekend. We're, we're on the cusp of having NFL action. Just not this weekend. But, but now's, now's, the, now's the news week, right? Loads of news has been dumping around today. Sorry, I, I could just see the Titanic reference go above Sham's head there. <laughs> it went above my head too, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, you know, time's almost upon us. It's almost there, but like what Shamda said, a lot of news has happened this week, a lot of things, um, a lot happening at my, my boys, the Saints, a lot's happened with them. Yesterday, we traded CJ Gordon-Johnson for Peanuts. Um, I think what the value was, we, we traded him and a seventh round 2025 pick for a 2023 fifth round pick. And a twenty twenty four sixth round pick. So I mean, he's he's the type of player who's epitomised the Saints' style. You know, is is gnaws at you. Uh, players don't like playing against him, but obviously, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of uh, background with uh, CJ Gardner Johnson. There's a lot of history, right, uh, with his off the field antics more than anything else. I'm surprised they lost their patience with him, though. Um, apparently, some of the stuff was quite serious for the coaching staff to consider, I suppose, clearing the locker room of that type of character. But for the talent, <laughs> usually, NFL teams stick with them. Well, I, I, I don't know if it would... I mean, recent weeks, apparently, his attitude has got worse, but I'm not one to speculate, um, where he's been talking back to coaches and stuff, whereas before, we, that wasn't really an issue. Uh, I think... You know, the, the one of the main issues is that they couldn't agree on a price range for him. They offered him four million over what the next highest nickel cornerback gets, and he didn't want that. He wants safety money, so therefore he he we got rid of him before, like without letting him play out his year. Got rid of him and uh, got something back for him. But I mean, what what gets me for it? If he'd have left in free agency, we likely would have got a third round compensationary pick but now or like maybe a fourth round comp pick whereas now we're, we're having a fifth and a sixth and it's just it's it doesn't seem like good value but especially for a guy that's been one of the leaders on defense for us the last few years i think philly fans are going to love him um they're really loading up aren't they um i think it's a good get for them I think it's a, a decent get for them. I don't think it's amazing, but I don't think it's bad. Wow, it's amazing. Why not? Is Why isn't it amazing? Well, they're doing exactly what you should do when you've got quarterback without a big money contract. You load up your, your team with talent, which yeah. they've done, AJ Brown, and there's so many signings. that They're just stacking. And if the, whatever they're giving up for him, you're trying to replicate what CJ Gardner-Johnson's going to give you. That's hard to do. He's only 24 years of age. And if they can get him to that long-term deal, it's, it's going to be a steal. Yeah, and, we, and, and if they're winning, that helps culture in the locker room. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, we'll see, we'll see where it goes. 
Not only that, though, let's just, you know, let's keep piling on the, the pain for me. Not only that, it was... I'm lacking today. this. Uh, it's reported today that Marcus May, uh, one of the safeties that we brought in this year to replace the loss of Malcolm Jenkins and Marcus Williams, um, has been arrested for firearms. Was it aggravated, like, assault? Aggregated, uh, aggravated assault with firearm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So that's wonderful news as well. Uh, currently in jail as we speak. Well, it was, it was later released after a bond posting of thirty thousand dollars. So technically not. But... It's, it's just another day in the NFL, right? <laughs> oh, it's another day in the Saints. Uh, yeah. Drama for for them this off season. I mean, obviously Alvin Kamara is overhanging thing. Yeah. But this guy well, that... signed a what three year, twenty eight point five million dollar deal. He did. He, and he's gonna, he was expected to start with Tyron Matthew, CJ Garner Johnson. I mean, it's it's not going really to plan for New Orleans. No, it's gone a bit backwards because uh, alongside all that as well, um, Paulson Adebo, our second-year cornerback, slated to start opposite Marshall Lattimore, is dealing with an ankle injury. Who? Um, Paulson Adebo. Shut up. Um, <laughs> and then not only that, our left tackle spot, which... Uh, it's quite an important position in the, in American football. It's also now under scrutiny, where um, Trevor Penning, who he wasn't projected to start, but he was projected to take the starting role at some point during the season, he's got uh, ligament damage to his toe, which is requiring surgery. Uh, it's a serious. Uh, apparently, it's a serious injury as well. It's yep. not going to be. Um... So, so he's on IR. Uh, Hurst, who has been playing left tackle for us and was slated to start, is currently injured. Um, during the cuts and stuff, we didn't really pick up someone who could fill that left tackle role for us. So we're sort of relying on Hurst getting healthy to try and like fill the hole. So all in all, I mean, the last few days for Saints fans has not been good. Yeah, I I, I kind of forgot where we, we we made this podcast, the unqualified Saints huddle. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I get your point. Saints, Saints fans are feeling it. Yeah, it's, it's tough. It's tough at the minute. But anyway, let's let's move on. Talk some, talk about something else. Then, what do you want to talk about, Sham? Sham or Sham? Shan. Sorry, that's my bad. Shan. Uh, I want to talk about Sonny Michel. He's found himself out of a crowded backfield in the Miami Dolphins, which looks kind of spicy with Raheem Mostert and Chase Edmonds looking mm. good in preseason, um, onto a loaded roster, which was supposed to be a crowded backfield with Austin Eckler. You had the rookie Isaiah Spiller, who everyone thought would be the the one-two punch with, with, with the number one man himself. Um, but it seems like Sony Michel has has sort of usurped him with, with this with this move. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about it, to be honest. Mainly because I'm not really sure. With Sony Michel at this point, obviously he has the talent there and he, he has shown flashes, but is he consistent enough to be like rated as one of the better running backs in the league? I don't think so, in my opinion. Obviously, it might be a good one-two punch with um, with Austin Eckler there in, in like Los Angeles. And obviously, it's good for him to, to get another job. Um, straight out of the gate, but this is like his his like fourth team in the space of like two years. I mean, it's not a big loss for I don't think for the Dolphins, and especially not with their um, scheme with that San Fran scheme. 
I think it's more of a important add for what was needed with the Chargers. I think the Chargers were really bad with their depth at running back behind Eckler, and they needed a, like a pounder. They've, they've tried and they've not failed really to get that position sorted. Yeah, th- this tells me that Spiller hasn't really um, took to the NFL straight away, which I mean ha- happens for rookies. And as much as all of us as fantasy football players would want to see Austin Eckler carry the ball 300 <laughs> times or so, um, how they want to use him is sort of how the Saints you uh, you know used Kamara and Ingram in their in their you know heyday. And Sony Michel, I don't know if he can be that. He, he's good. not that guy. He's not that guy. I mean, he's more of a you know, goal line carrier at this point. I feel. Yeah, that's that's my opinion of him. And like I said, I've got concerns because if you if you've been traded between teams and been cut like four times in in two years or whatever it's been, it's been it's been a lot, right? In the last two mm. years, he's been he's been bounced around teams. You know what? What sort of players does that lead? It's the same as Philip Lindsay for me. He's another guy. I think he's a free agent at the minute. He's not on a team. Yes, but. He is? What? No, no, no. no he got he, oh, he's a free yeah, agent. He got <laughs> but he's, he's another guy, though, where, like, like uh, he, he's got a good name for himself and he had a few good years, like, for Denver. But then, realistically, if you're being cut by teams, especially, like, the Texans, like, what, where does that leave you with football and stuff? Obviously, you, you might still hang around on, like, teams, like, before preseason. And, like, if a team gets an injury, you might get a call-up. But it, it just means you're not the guy in the league anymore. Yeah, cool. well, I agree with you there. No, that's cool. What do you want to talk about, Sean? Well, we've got to bring it back to the AFC South, right? Harold Landry, pro bowler, Titans uh, player, signed a five-year, $87.5 million contract uh, in March. Coming off a 12-sack season, his best year, he's just torn his ACL today. That is going to be a massive hit for this team that really didn't have much depth at pass rush for the last few years. They've got Dude. Bud Dupree now, who's essentially got to take on that workload next we, to Jeffrey Simmons. Are we worried, though, about this Titans team now, though? Because... Yeah, I mean, we all already <laughs> were worried about them enough with the off-season they've had. I mean, this is just going to, I reckon, speed up Malik Willis to be their starter. And Malik don't... Willis will definitely be started by year's end. And this, I mean, we're all expecting the Colts to run away with the division anyway now. So this just, yeah. this to me, knocks the Titans out of a serious... AFC wildcard contender spot. I think they can still compete for it, but they're, they're, they're going to be a pretender. I don't, I don't think... No, I disagree with that still. I, I don't think the Colts are going to run away with it because I don't think the Colts are good enough to run away with it in this division. And I think the Titans' style of football, I don't think the Colts can slow down Derrick Henry, who's also going on to that news now. Restructures his contract is $14 million this year, highest paid running back. Listen, I mean, to, listen to the Jags fan here. They're not going to run away with it. The, the Colts have done. Colts have done a lot. To when was the last time the Colts ran away with the AFC South? When, was, when, when was the last time the Colts had a decent quarterback playing well, for them? And, Andrew Luck. Who, who, Andrew yeah, Luck. I mean, so a few yeah, years ago. That's now. only three years ago. They've then had Ryan and did, did, didn't, they, didn't, didn't they win the league? Like the the conference? Sorry, the division when um, Andrew Luck was their quarterback. I don't know. that division. They became did on the, the Colts' yeah. division when Andrew Luck was in his prime. But so, I don't, th- I don't think Matt Ryan is Andrew Luck. That's what I think. That's yeah, my opinion of he, Matt Ryan. He, he's an upgrade over what's there, though. Like he's he, not, he is he's Ryan Tannehill. Of, he's not. He's, he's not better than Ryan Tannehill. He I disagree with that. Tannehill. I disagree with that entirely. Yes, Matthew Ryan. Maybe like his best days are behind him. However, 
he's still, I would argue, the best quarterback in that division now. I, I'm not. A, I mean, yeah, that's not a high bar. That's not a high bar. He might be, but it's, it's not, not a high bar. It's, it's not a high bar. That's the point, though. But, then but that's, that's why the, I think that I puts the Colts in a better position, though. But you think that's Colts why the Colts are in the best position? I, I don't see them stopping Derek Henry. Sorry, I still think Tyler, Tennessee will win this division. No, but it just tells you how I bad mean, the division is. They have Jonathan opinion. Taylor, so it's like. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Derek Henry, if he's healthy, there's no one like him. No, fair. However, like what Shanda said, it's not like the Colts are like deficient in talent on their roster on both sides of the ball. But then you like, could look at the blue chip players the Titans have. Kevin Byard, a top five safety. Jeffrey Cinnamon's a top five DT. Like it's not like if the division's got anyone you, really. You've named two. You've no, named two. And then Derrick Henry, right? <laughs> uh, who are you going to say about the Colts? Uh, maybe yeah, Shaquille yeah, Leonard. Better roster. Shaquille Dar- Leonard. Dar- Dar- Darius Leonard. Well, Shaquille Leonard is his called now. Oh, is he? Yep. Oh, change his name or what he wants to go by in here. Yeah, Shaquille Leonard, um, Jonathan Taylor, and um, Nelson. I think that. Am I missing any other blue chip players? Uh, people are people are expecting Michael Pittman to take the jump. Yeah, Pittman, and it's well, I, you know, it's not a bad shout considering they've now got a quarterback that can probably throw in the ball. Matt Ryan likes to throw to his number one receiver a lot. Well, he wasn't doing a very good job in I, that, last couple of years in Atlanta, did was he? The uh, preseason performances, uh, though. Just saying. Just the saying preseason uh, to to uh, make counterpoint to my all my points. Um, was that the Colts were struggling preseason? Their offense Massively, struggled yeah. to get anything going, and it got me kind of worried. That is, is Matt Ryan being overhyped? Is he over the hill? Well, he no. was never a guy who raised the talent around him. So no, but there's enough there for them to to win, in my opinion. Like, and and at the end of the day, what say what you will about him, like. He he does you know you say about his last few years in uh in Atlanta not getting anything, um he hasn't had receivers. He had Carl Pitts last year and nearly got him a thousand yards for a tight end, and like Russell Gage, and that's been it. Is he a tight end? By the way, well, the that, last, that's the point. By the way, the last time the Indianapolis Colts won the AFC South was 2014. So no, they've they've not been doing well even with Andrew Luck in winning that division. It's been eight years since they won that. The AFC. All well, I remember, whenever Andrew Luck was there, they were the best team. They might not have won the division. They were the best team. Maybe from a quarterback perspective, yeah. But uh, I, I don't think I don't know what we're talking about the AFC South for because it's not a good division. And um, yeah, let, let's leave it. I mean, Harold well, Landry's just going to be a big loss. Let's admit. Yeah, Harold Landry is a big loss uh, for a team that doesn't have a lot to lose. Because um, the Titans don't have a lot that they could get away with losing, but yeah, uh, l- let's move on uh, and talk about something else. Russell Wilson's five-year, two hundred forty-five million dollar deal with the Denver Broncos. He got He's paid. He has got paid. Oh, yeah. He's got paid a lot. But then they have to. He had all the chips in in that like situation because of how much they gave up to get him. Yeah. I mean, it's $165 million guaranteed. He's he's being paid more than Kyler Murray. It essentially means he's now tied to Denver for the next seven years. Is he the second highest? 
earning quarterback per year after Aaron Rodgers. I think it was something like that. Definitely know. top three. Definitely but top it, three. What, what it makes for me, what it makes it look like is that Deshaun Watson deal looks more and more, I don't know, ridiculous that the Cleveland Browns paid him that. Yeah, much. we we all knew well, that. That is, no that, is that is ridiculous. Like that is ridiculous. Let's let's not you know talk about it any more than we need to. So so his forty nine million dollars per year new money on the five year extension puts him really just behind um, two quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers and Kyler Murray. I'm sorry, Murray. ahead of Kyler Murray, behind Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, just um, as I thought. So so, but but I think the guaranteed one hundred sixty five million is uh, obviously just behind. Well. Really far behind Deshaun Watson's fully guaranteed. Yeah, don't care about his contract, don't care about him. Um, Lamar Jackson uh, would be expecting to get paid, I think, similar amounts. All, all, yeah. all those, those those new quarterbacks will be slightly raising the bar, I think. Lamar, Herbert, Josh Allen, they'll be looking for more than wow. what Russ has got. Well, Lamar ain't going to get a new contract. He said he doesn't want to negotiate during the season. I don't think that's going to get done. <laughs> no, it's going to get done. It, 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 I don't know if it'll get done or not. It won't get done. He doesn't have an agent. Him and his mum deal with the deal. He said he won't negotiate. Um, he's not very... I mean, he's not happy with the Ravens. And I don't think the Ravens are in a rush to get it done, really. I think they're just going to tag him again. They're yeah. going to let him hit free agency. I think They're, they're not going to let him hit free agency. Don't be ridiculous. I, I, well, they have, what, two years? They'll have two years of him. And then I, they'll see. Yeah, then, then then what? Then if you don't have a quarterback, you don't you can't do anything. Well, you, don't you think Tyler think Huntley of, is probably the best backup quarterback in the NFL right now. Whatever you think about Lamar Jackson, he's a minimum an above average quarterback. A minimum. He, he's he's more than that though. Yes, he's, a league, he's a league MVP. Yeah, like, I'm 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 saying it for the haters. <laughs> he was he was a league MVP not too not too long ago. So, like at the end of the day, well, I'm he, just I'm just trying to think what Baltimore's trying to do here, and I think they're just trying to use him up, use his legs up, um, and squeeze every little ounce of him without trying to no, give him a big deal. He won't be done in two years. That's the... no, no, I agree just... with you. I agree, but I think Baltimore's going to try and squeeze him until two years to make a decision. Well, let, let's let's talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for a minute, if that's okay, because big news out of the Bucks. Ryan Jensen has been placed onto IR. Their O-line is absolutely decimated. <laughs> um, uh, I think it's only two return starts. I don't know. It might only be one. Um, yeah, I mean, it's two tackles, but... We knew, two tackles, yeah. we knew We knew it was going on IR, weren't we? I mean, they're, they're on their backup centres. Anyway, it just means he'll miss a minimum of four games, but well, obviously it, it's likely more than that anyway. Does this, does this put even more... Um, Trouble for you, Shan, was your prediction of the Bucks going 17 and 0? Uh, well, 20 now, but um, 20, 20 and 0, uh, kind of. But I, I mean, yeah, they'll use it as motivation. They've you know got posted in the locker room, I'm sure, um, of, of my prediction. But no, I it's not ideal. I, that, um, we're not what, what, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, one of the things that everyone always talks about is how you uh, make Brady uncomfortable as a quarterback, and the way that they do it is putting pressure at the middle. Well, no, no, I, I hate that argument, because <laughs> you can say that about any single quarterback, get pressure at the middle, and I but, think it's valid. But most quarterbacks have the ability to move away from the pocket and get out of pressure, whereas Tom Brady literally cannot run anywhere. 
valid, valid, but at the same time, Tom Brady's so good that everyone, I think that get pressure at the middle has been way overblown because <laughs> it's that good. Um, but point taken, I think it is worrying slightly, but I don't think any of us are concerned. I'm sure not even you are, Simon, that the Bucks will win the division. Uh, no. <laughs> no. Uh, you know, no. I, I mean, I, you, you just look at that plethora of weapons and well, this, this is the thing. team is just so matured. Their skill, their skill positions are scary, like especially at receiver. Their their receiver group is probably the best in the NFL. Not like, probably. If you them, I mean, <laughs> if you take them all, all of the, you know, Las Vegas might have something to say, and you know, some other like Vikings and stuff might have something to say, but and uh, maybe Eagles now. But you know, at the end of the day, not only do they have the top, they're not only top heavy with like Mike Evans and Kiss Godwin. You know, Russell Gage is there. Um, Julio Jones is there. Julio Jones at this point is just a name. Russell Gage is arguably the best number three receiver in the on on an NFL roster right now. Yeah, 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 absolutely. He he's he could go and be a number one somewhere else. Yeah, Atlanta. Atlanta. He literally was. Well, he was. Yeah, it was Calvin Ridley not there. So yeah, I mean. I mean, this like Tom Brady's still there. Let, let's just clear that up. He's still playing. Yeah, and you know, it is a it, Brady does give you that boost and stuff. But I just, I don't know. I feel like like the Ryan Jensen news is quite big for him. Yeah, um, something that we were talking about offline right before we started this pod was Rashad White as well. He's been hyped up, the rookie running back who's a specialist pass catcher he has some amazing highlights and i think he'll be a big factor to watch i I still think it's uh, leonard fournette's backfield but we know what leonard fournette is at this point in his his career um and rashad white adds a little bit of juice there yeah um just talking about running backs quickly though what's going on with alexander madison he's on the shopping block isn't he because they're they're happy with their I believe their rookie running back selection. I don't know who it is. Um, can't recall off the top of my head, but they're they're happy to move on from him. And they're probably I mean I'd be tempted to try and trade for him on my team, like Tampa Bay. Would would you though? I mean Tampa would... Bay. I think it would be their best running back personally. Yeah, but if you've got Fournette, I don't think you need Madison. No, I I don't think Madison gives you that much of a boost over like Fournette. I like, think I think he's just a flat out much better player. I think if you're someone like the Eagles, you might consider Madison. Just it give, gives them a different edge. Um, but I I agree that a lot of teams could do with him. Yeah, is a is a is a top top player. I, uh, he's probably I think I still think is the best overall type backup. I don't know who is uh, playing ahead of him, though. Kareem Hunt is the best backup. Yeah, well, I don't want that in my locker room, so... Uh, yeah, I can't remember who they've else have got in that depth chart. I'm just going to search online. Where, where, if we all had to guess, where, where is he playing one month from now? Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> Yeah, Minnesota. I think that they're not going to really. I, I, I don't. I don't see. They're not going to get good value. I don't know when his contract's up as well. But it's, it's out of the end of. The, is it this season? But they've got Kenny Wangwu and Wangwu and Ty Chandler currently on their depth chart. But but what what I mean is though, if if his contract's up at the end of the year and then he goes uh, to free agency and signs with another team, they're in line of getting a, 
a comp pick for him rather than trying to trade and get something. And your comp picks, like, like if they're going to trade, they're going to want someone to give up the same sort of value as a comp pick. Yeah, and apparently that's... they are after a like fourth type pick. And, and that's what I mean. That's that's a lot for a, a running back where a lot of the teams have got starters that probably are above him. Or like at least got one player who, if not above him, is comparable to him. And yeah, getting Matson on board this late in the preseason, a lot of teams, unless if they're a contender and they're lacking in that department, I don't think it makes sense. But are any any real teams lacking at running back? Maybe um maybe oh, the Chargers. Washington. <laughs> Chargers. Washington with Brian Robinson, yeah, but yeah, with the Brian Robinson situation, maybe there, but still don't see it. Arizona, well, they still Gibson, and they still got. Uh, McKissick, so I don't see it. And Arizona. then uh, Arizona, they've got Connor. Yeah, they decided, I mean, they decided to let Chase Edmonds go. Yeah. If if they yeah. if they were going to trade for Madison, they would have just kept Edmonds. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, well, I was picking up the Vikings. Can I quickly say Jalen Rager traded to them? Funny enough, he teams up with Justin Jefferson, uh, who was picked after him by a few spots. If you remember that. And yeah, that that receiver room now has got Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, KJ Osborne, Jalen Riga. I like it. Wasn't Osborne? Isn't Osborne injured? No, I think that's BC Johnson who you might be thinking. Yeah, about. Might, I think yeah. I think you're right. I think you're right. Adam Thielen will be one of the steals of the fantasy football season, in my opinion. No. I wonder how they use him, but I see Jalen Riga having a good impact in that system no. because no. He, he likes to run deep. He. Well, Kirk's a, an intermediate guy. He's not a guy that throws the ball deep a lot. Well, he does if you ask Justin he Jefferson. Just, well, he's, he's but, lying And so you. does Adam, Adam Thielen. They've all made hay from the streets. In fact, you, have, you can ask... In fact, that was a key... Uh, sorry, that was a... Jeff, Jefferson... Hey, Keenum who burnt Marcus... Uh, what was it? <laughs> Marcus William, yeah, that was... Uh, that was and that was Diggs as well. But, um, no, it's... Uh, they make a lot of their not not really feeling feeling more like possessions the amount of catches he makes but with Jefferson it's more the yak that he gets because he's normally like gets himself wide open to be able to like run for more yards yeah it's, I mean it's not like it's not like Cousins is throwing forty yard bombs down the field that he's getting on the end off yeah he's well like they've got the doing... San Francisco scheme and apparently Justin Jefferson's going to be their Cooper Cup in that scheme this year they're going to move him around so. I just think it's it's worth an add if you're the Vikings at this point. I I don't disagree, and like it's always worth having a shot because what would it cost them? Like a seventh round pick or something like that. It wasn't it a was, lot, was it? Was it was like a seventh and a sixth that could go up to a fifth or something. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a lot, and it's always worth. He's obviously got first round talent. He's got he's got the speed, right? Yeah, and he's this, got traits. That's what I mean. He's he's obviously got that, or he did have that at some point. He just so doesn't it's, have it's the hands. It <laughs> <laughs> it's worth giving it a go, though. It's, it's at the end of the day, it's like um the Inkel Harry for the Bears. Obviously, yeah. he was the first round pick of the the Patriots a few years ago, and obviously, he just hasn't worked out there. Uh, it's not like um, the Patriots are good at developing receivers, but also like Riga, that pressure that Philly fans were giving him because Justin Jefferson went right before. Sorry, they picked Riga over Jefferson. I hate that, though. I, I hate that. Like, it, we can just touch on uh, Alex Leatherwood being let go by the <laughs> Raiders. Uh, but it's not these guys' fault. No one forced uh, the Patriots to pick and kill Harry. No. When they did. No one 
forced the Raiders to pick Alex Leatherwood when most people didn't see him as a that high of a pick. And because of it, these guys are being ridiculed when they didn't land in great situations because some coaches thought that they were too clever. Yeah, but this Leatherwood thing is silly. You cut in a guy after one year. I mean, he's good enough to be on your roster. Get, I get his first round pick, but you let players develop, surely. Well, he's just been in the league for a year. I don't know. With some with some guys, you can sort of say you can sort of see early enough this isn't going to work. But a lot I of feel... guards develop; they take time developing. A lot of guards don't come in but, as starters. Yeah, but you, you can say that about every position. He's not. A, he was a tackle to begin with, anyway. He's a, he was a tackle that they, they looked at moving to guard to try and get him to fit it. And you can say that about any position. But I think you know they've had the benefit of coaching him for. Like the year and stuff. Oh, well, they have new... There's a new, completely new coach in South. But yeah. preseason, how many people in that locker room right now who are all fighting for that job? But you're telling me he wasn't going to be a top three round player. If he was, you can't just give him a year. Like, well, it de- it depends. Obviously, the the uh, Raiders believe they've got players that are better than him on their roster already. Yeah, I don't see oh, it because I don't think that 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 deep on the O-line. I don't like their O-line as it is. But maybe in preseason, in in camp, uh, they're seeing other players who show more potential in in their opinion. Yeah, Yeah. maybe. But I mean, he wasn't the highest coming player. That was, that belonged to Travol, to then, I forgot his first name, Westco, the tight end from the Jets. Six claims for him. But yeah, Leatherwood, I, I don't know. But it's it's like hard knocks where if I don't know if Simon you're watching that, but yeah. you've got a six round pick, Rodrigo, uh outperforming yeah. uh all these other veteran linebackers out of nowhere. And you're these these coaches can see this in camp who's yeah. who's performing. And and that's what I mean. we we especially because we only do this as like a hobby sort of thing. We're not we're not even following it like properly as analysts or like sort of thing. We're not seeing it every single day. But like you, we can just see from Sada where they're doing it day in, day out, evaluating these guys. I've got to trust that you know the guys on their roster are the guys that they believe have better potential than what Levelwood shows. And it says a lot that and you know he's been picked up by the Bears, but the Bears is a mess of an organization. That, well, it might not be going forward, but it has been a mess of an organization. So that their line isn't anything to write home about. So he might be an upgrade over what they've got, or at least they perceive that. You just, you just don't know. We can only make our opinions of it, and clearly our opinions differ. And I think on that bombshell, we're going to leave things there. People have a difference of opinion. That's it. They should all be fired. All <laughs> breaking. I want to be a GM. That's what needs to happen. Make it happen, people. And on that, on that we'll, uh, we'll catch you again next time. Thanks for listening. Peace.